Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hello, bonjour, happy day. (laughs) So happy to join with you today. Thank you for joining with me. I love that we get to transcend time and space by means of technology. Isn't that wonderful? So we're joining together, transcending time and space to know the truth that sets us free. And as always, I like to begin with a blessing. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I like to pray. (laughs) I love to pray. So I invite you to join with me and place your hand on your heart. And literally, by placing our hand on our heart and taking this prayer break, tuning in, first of all, we are going to receive so much more from our experience of joining together. Second of all, we literally, on a physical level, we boost our immune system for six hours when we tune in like this with our hand on our heart, when we move into prayer and to focusing on our heart center. Isn't that a wonderful thing to know that you you have the power to boost your immune system through the power of your mind, right? So this is the teaching of A Course in Miracles. All healing is at the level of the mind. So we place our hand on our heart, and we intend to have a healing in our mind, in our awareness. It immediately boosts our immune system. And scientists have proven this. We can thank the heart math people for that information, in case we didn't already know. (laughs) So I'm grateful and thankful to join together with you now. We take this breath of love and gratitude, wholeheartedly willing and available to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, to hear the voice divine within us. We're partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self for the purpose of remembering and recognizing our true identity is perfect love. We're returning to love in our heart. And in our mind, we are grateful to dedicate ourselves to surrendering that which no longer serves a life of love, surrendering the habits of lack, attack, limitation, and separation, and stepping into unprecedented healing, awakening, and pure joy. We are claiming holy relationship. We are grateful and thankful to have a healing in all of our relationships. We're calling it forward now. We're willing to experience it now. We're saying yes to it now. And so we share the benefits with all and all our relationships. Because certainly we are in relationship with all. Because all is one. In gratitude, in joy. We allow divine grace 
to permeate every aspect of our life and being. And we take this holy breath together. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right. So grateful, so thankful to dedicate ourselves to the holy relationship. Yes. Holy relationship. (laughs) It's February. And it's almost Valentine's Day. And so Valentine's Day for some people triggers a lot of stuff. So let's have a healing. Let's experience the healed relationship. Let's do everything we can do to transform our relationships. And the great thing about this relationship healing and transformation as A Course in Miracles instructs us is it does transcend time and space. So it surely does not matter if you're no longer speaking to the person or the person is no longer walking on the planet. These things do not matter because our relationships are with the one and we are all eternal beings. And so our relationship is not bound in time and space, nor will it ever be. Now, For those of you who are new to A Course in Miracles or new to this radio show, let me just say that oftentimes in February, though not every year, and the show started in 2011, but oftentimes in February, I dedicate the month to relationship and healing relationship. So you can go back into the archive. Remember, you can subscribe to the podcast from the Unity website or from iTunes or from Stitcher. I always put blogs, uh, um, links in my daily inspiration on Tuesdays because that's our day of the radio show. And also on the events page at jenniferhadley.com. So it's easy for you to sign up for those podcasts. And so you can easily get access to all those free episodes, more than 200 episodes. And there are so many about relationship because relationship is our greatest teacher. It's the greatest mechanism we have in this world for coming into our right mind. And it's also, relationship can be the thing that the ego becomes the most attached to very easily. And don't we all know that? And so, holy relationship is one of our main goals. And we are grateful to join together in that goal today. So, uh, one of the things I usually uh, focus on is Chapter 17, Section 5, which is the healed relationship. But today I'm going to be looking at Shadows of the Past, and uh, that's Section 3 in Chapter 17. And Chapter 17 itself is entitled Forgiveness and the Holy Relationship. So, one of the things that people have told me they find very helpful in understanding this relationship uh, and making it holy is that an unholy relationship, which the Course uh, Course of Miracles describes as 
a special relationship. The unholy relationship is a special relationship. The unholy relationship is one that is codependent. What is codependency? Many people are familiar with that word, but they don't actually know what it means. So codependency is when you're giving to get in the relationship. And so perhaps you're accommodating people in the relationship and accommodating things that you don't like and you don't appreciate it, building up resentment. And you're doing it because they're accepting things that they don't like in the relationship. And so you make this agreement to accept each other and the things you don't like, but not in a peaceful way, not at all, but in uh, ways that you seem to have accepted things on the surface, but really you know in your heart of hearts that you don't accept these things and you resent them and you have resentment, you have regret and you have blame and you have shame and all of these things going on and they're fueled by the relationship. That's codependency. I think a great example of a codependent relationship is Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, right? That wonderful play that was made into a spectacular movie, if you've never seen it. It's one of the greatest plays ever put on film with Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton, who do it so well. They know a lot about special relationship, I'm sure, and it's right there in in that play. Not that they wrote the play, of course, Edward Albee wrote the play. But um, a great example of two people who are not walking away from the relationship, and at times they are fueled by their hatred of each other. And so people stay together in relationship and don't transform the relationship because they don't think it's possible. And part of why they don't even want to think it's possible is because they think they have to do it. And the teaching of the Course in Miracles is to let the Holy Spirit do it. Not to try to do it yourself, but to give it all up to the Holy Spirit. Hand the relationship over to the Holy Spirit to be made holy. And I've talked so much about that in other radio broadcasts. I'm not going to go into that deeply right this minute. So let's look at the unholy relationship here. Because the holy relationship is one where we are in the relationship for the purpose of knowing our God self, our true self, our perfection and our wholeness more clearly. And the person we're in relationship with, of course it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship, any relationship. could even be a relationship with your dog or your co-worker. But any relationship that's holy is about joining together and knowing the truth and practicing unconditional love, practicing forgiveness. That's how the holy relationship comes into being. Now, what many people do not quite grasp is that true forgiveness is not saying, I'm sorry, I forgive you. It's letting the judgment go and truly having a heart's desire 
to let go of believing that anything bad or wrong ever happened and to recognize that whatever has happened has been for the highest and best for all. And truly, until our mind opens and we can see beyond time and space, we cannot know what anything is for. And so we get stuck in thinking we do know what things are for. We get stuck in making the meaning of things and thinking that people should know better. They should know differently. And no matter how many times we've asked someone not to do something or to please do something and it doesn't go our way, there's still no value to judging what's going on. Valuing judging just keeps it going forward. So when we judge and attack, all attacks are judgments, all judgments are attack. We're keeping ourselves bound in time and space. We can't transcend our human experience. And so we're living in this pain and suffering. And we're the ones who are perpetuating it. It's quite intense. And we all have felt it. So the way to rise above the battlefield, as A Course in Miracles says, is to relinquish the judgment and to move into true forgiveness. So the thing to understand here is that we can get obsessed with thinking that we're right. We can get obsessed with thinking that someone else is wrong. And we can get obsessed with being the one who corrects them and the one who punishes them. Anytime that we're ever saying to someone, you know, you did this and it upset me. I didn't like it. Our motive is to punish them and make them feel guilty. Right there, we're not in our loving heart. We're totally identified with the ego. And it's time for us to get still and be quiet and partner up again with the Holy Spirit. Every single time we move into that space of telling someone or blaming someone or thinking someone else is responsible for our feelings, that they have made us feel anything. Anytime we think that situations and circumstances are making us feel anything, we're disempowering ourselves and we are denying ourselves the freedom, the joy, the peace, the harmony, the wisdom, the clarity, the extreme happiness of being in a holy relationship. We're blocking our experience of peace when we are saying someone else is responsible for how I feel. Someone else made me feel something. Something that's happening in the world made me feel something. We're completely blocking the possibility of having a holy relationship. And here's the kicker. That's why we're upset. We're upset because we're giving ourselves permission to block the very insight and healing that we say we desire. So we're 
on that hamster wheel that I talk about so often, just cycling back around and back around and back around. Truthfully, we don't know what anyone else should do. Most of the time, we don't even know what's in our own best interest. Most of the time, we don't even know what will really make us happy. This is one of the main points of A Course in Miracles. Stop thinking you know what will make you happy. You do not know. Because most of us think that the special relationship has the power to make us happy, but it doesn't. It only has the power to make us feel lost, confused, afraid, and unhappy. So that's why today, in honor of Valentine's Day, we're declaring, I am the love of my life, and I am willing to take responsibility, and I am willing to have holy relationships in all my relationships. All right, so I'm Jennifer Hadley. It's time for me to take a break. I'm so happy to join with you today. And if you'd like some extra forgiveness help, just like to point out jenniferhadley.com, my How to Get Over It Forgiveness Workshop. How to Get Over It. So helpful, totally free for you at jenniferhadley.com. Right now, you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and we're having holy relationships. (laughs) I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Hello, welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about A Course in Miracles, Holy Relationship, Unholy Relationship. You know, when we're in judgment a lot in our relationship, in a sense, what A Course in Miracles is telling us, is that we're obsessed with separation. We're obsessed with it. And we're looking for it wherever we can find it. But the truth of the matter is, we're identified with the ego, and the ego's always looking for it, never stops looking for it, ever. So, it's a journey to disidentify with the ego, to re-identify with our higher Holy Spirit self, and it's remembering. It really is remembering who we are. And what I have come to realize is that, in a sense, if you think of it this way, if you've ever learned to ride a bike or do something that's complex... There's a sense memory that's there. And people who have strokes and things like that, uh, they're relearning how to use their body, remembering it, and relearning it. That's what we're doing. We're remembering, relearning how to be our true self. So whenever we go into judgment, we're saying, no, to the higher self. We're saying no to the holy relationship. Whenever we're in judgment, we're saying no to peace, to harmony, to prosperity, 
to wholeness, to freedom, to joy, and to all the things that we say we'd like to experience. So, when we are judging and we're in resentment, we are bringing all these shadow figures with us, the shadows of the past. That's what Jesus is talking about here, chapter 17, section 3. And we're projecting them onto the people we're in relationship with. So, perhaps you were abandoned by someone in a previous lifetime. Perhaps you abandoned yourself. Perhaps your parents abandoned you. Somebody abandoned you. And now it seems like somebody else is going to abandon you and you feel freaked out. What's happening is you're just re-experiencing the past. And we can look at it as, what's wrong with me? Why do I keep re-experiencing the past? Or we can look at it as, ah, this is something I am intent on really learning, remembering, healing, transforming, transcending, and I am willing to do it this time. I've rejected the learning in the past. I judged what was happening. I resented. I had regret. But now, this time, I am willing to turn it all over to the Holy Spirit and be the happy learner. And we can even do this if nobody else is in the relationship, is doing the same work as us. Over the years I've been teaching and counseling, many years now, uh, 15, 16 years, what I can tell you is that so many people have come to me over the years and they've said, oh my God, you're so right. I did the work. I didn't even tell my partner, my child, my parent. And they are being transformed right in front of my eyes. They're becoming a happier person. And I'll say to them, are, now you, you didn't get some counseling or something? No, no. We're not getting any counseling, but the relationship is healing. And I say, but your, your partner is doing the spiritual work, right? And has started a spiritual practice. No, no, they're not doing anything different. Well, but they're reading the same books that you're, no, no. You see, when we can take responsibility for everything, then and only then, we can have all holy relationships. So anytime we're blaming anyone for our feelings and thinking that they're upsetting us or what they're doing is upsetting us or even the situations and circumstances in our life are upsetting us, we are taking ourselves off the healing path. But that healing path really is, it's like riding a bike. It is known to us in our holy Christ itself, in our true identity. We remember and know what it is to be completely free of the ego. And that's why when we take steps towards it, it feels so empowering and so good because we're coming back to ourself. Holding on to resentment and regret does not feel good. Now, One of the big challenges for many people is they have learned this habit since they were, I don't know, first incarnated or 
firstborn or whatever, but they've learned this habit. It's so strong in the human race consciousness that one of the ways to keep us from feeling foolish and stupid and bad and wrong and ashamed is to judge and to criticize and to blame. So we project it outwards. This is one of the strongest habits we have. And we also just decide we're not good enough. We're unworthy. And it all stems from being unwilling to take responsibility. Now, you might think that judging yourself, criticizing yourself, blaming yourself, and feeling unworthy is taking responsibility, but it's not. It's really not. It's just more blame, more regret, more resentment. It's the same pattern. So it does not matter if you project it outwards or inwards. It's the same thing because there's only one. So what our brothers and sisters give us the opportunity to do is to practice true compassion, to practice true non-judgment. And what you recognize as you go along is that no one can disturb your peace unless you judge them, which really means no one can disturb your peace. So would you be willing to give up Blaming others for disturbing your peace in exchange for peace. Would you be willing to do that? This is a gift that you can give yourself. And this is the gift you'll give yourself if you're willing to be the love of your life. When we make ourselves the love of our lives, then we're eliminating codependency. When we're dependent upon others to make us feel good, to help us feel good, when we're dependent upon others to validate us, or if we're dependent upon others in order to know who we are or think we know who we are, then there's a whole lot of suffering going on. We'll never feel free as long as that's the pattern we're in. So, the truth is, that pattern has no power of its own. Because only love has power. Teach only love, for that is what you are. Love is the only power. If you choose to deny your power to love and be loving... By choosing to judge and be judging, you're denying the only power there is, and that's why you feel like a victim. That's why you feel like life is happening to you. That's why you feel like a little boat tossing on a stormy sea. Now, A Course in Miracles, one of the things I love so much about it is, it's not a teaching of behavior modification. It's a teaching of mind transformation, belief transformation. So in every moment, what's happening is our grievances 
are coming up into our awareness so that we can review them and decide whether or not to invest in them again or to offer them up to the Holy Spirit for healing. So wonderful. And yet, how many times when the thoughts of grievances and vengeance come up, do we go down that road? How often do we think we should be the teacher of someone else in our life? Not the Holy Spirit, but no, we're their teacher. We're the one that's going to right their wrongs. We're the one that's going to tell them what's good and bad and what's right and wrong. You see, and when we do this, we're saying we're separate from God. God has left the building. The Holy Spirit is not available to teach me, to teach others, so I have to figure it out. I'm on my own. And when we move into that mindset, we feel terrified because we are still identified with the ego and we're still making egoic choices. But if we say to the higher Holy Spirit self over and over again throughout the day, let me remember my true self and my true identity is shining forth in my brother, my sister. Let me see my true identity, the Christ itself, in them. Let me be grateful for it. Let me praise it. Let me appreciate it. Let me recognize it. Let me recognize my true identity by recognizing it in my brothers and sisters. This is our holy opportunity in every moment. Codependency is when we're looking to manipulate, to control, to manage. It's so gnarly feeling. It's so unpleasant. And that's why we start to feel afraid and frightened panicked is because deep down in our soul we know that trying to manage control and manipulate other people only creates more suffering but you see the ego is convinced it's the only way to happiness so this is why when the ego is making us crazy we can stop and in a sense turn and face that ego And say, ego, you do not know the way to happiness. It's already been proven. Managing, controlling, manipulating is not the way to happiness. Releasing all grievances, releasing all judgments, releasing all thoughts of vengeance, releasing all fantasy, that's the way to happiness. So I'm putting the higher Holy Spirit self in charge of my happiness and all my relationships. I'm willing to have holy relationships. Holy Spirit, please make it so. In this section, Shadows of the Past, it it talks about how We're looking at the shadows of the past in all of our relationships. It says, without exception, this is paragraph two, these unholy relationships have as their purpose the exclusion of the truth about the other and of yourself. This is why you see in both what is not there and make of both the slaves of vengeance. So when we're 
in the unholy special relationship, the ego-based relationship, the codependent relationship, we see what is not there. And it says, why whatever reminds you of your past grievances attracts you and seems to go by the name of love, no matter how distorted the associations by which you arrive at the connection may be. So, in our relationships, we are literally attracting our past grievances so that we can transform them by offering them to the Holy Spirit for healing. If we don't do that and we just fall back into managing, controlling, trying to manipulate and all the codependent habits, we are blocking the healing that is encoded into the relationship opportunity. And no matter how low things have gone, how demented or depraved the relationship feels, it's never too late to give it to the Holy Spirit for healing. Even if the person has passed on, it's not too late to give the relationship for healing. Because we're not bound in time and space. We're spiritual beings. Time and space are an illusion. They're not even real. So the one of the main things that A Course in Miracles tells us over and over again is, Don't make what you think you see real. Don't make your interpretation of your experience real. Don't make those grievances real. Practice compassion, non-judgment. It says here, This is why all such relationship becomes become attempts at union through the body, for only bodies can be seen as means for vengeance. So the special relationship also usually has a lot of body compulsions and repulsions. And so all those distorted associations that keep the energy so strong, if you're in a relationship with someone and you feel either repulsed or attracted, and the energy feels strong, what you're doing is you're in an experience of the past come for healing. The past has come for healing. Now, if it's a 100% positive, then it's your, you've healed the past, and now you're just enjoying the fulfilled, holy relationship. And I really set about, many years ago, I set about making all of my relationships holy. And what was my motivation was I realized, as it says in Chapter 17, Section 5, The Healed Relationship, I don't have to figure it out, but I do have to be 100% willing. And so my work is simply to be 100% willing. Now, isn't that the best Valentine's Day gift you could give yourself? What would you like for Valentine's Day? My own 100% willingness. It says here about the bodies. Bodies are central to all unholy relationships. Your own experience has taught you this. You can think of it in terms of your children, your lovers, 
But what you may not realize are all the reasons that go to make the relationship unholy. For unholiness seeks to reinforce itself, just as holiness does, by gathering to itself what it perceives as like itself. In the unholy relationship, it is not the body of the other with which union is attempted, but the bodies of those who are not there. So whether we know it or not, in the unholy relationship, we're trying to heal the past. We're trying to heal the past. But the past cannot be healed in an unholy relationship. However, we can relinquish the past, which is the healing, by means of the holy relationship. It says here, For even the body of the other, already a severely limited perception of him, is not the central focus as it is, or in entirety. What can be used for fantasies of vengeance, and what can be most readily associated with those on whom vengeance is really sought, is centered on and separated off as being the only parts of value. So that's what's really happening in the unholy relationship, is it's filled with fantasies of rescue and vengeance. Every step, it says, every step taken in the making, the maintaining, and the breaking off of the unholy relationship is a move toward further fragmentation and unreality. Hear this now, really. I'm inviting you. This this is a game changer. It's a life changer. Every step taken in the making, the maintaining, and the breaking off of the unholy relationship is a move toward further fragmentation and unreality. One of the most common questions I get, of all the questions I get, is about how do I know when to end a relationship? How do I know? And my answer is always the same. You're eternal. Everyone is eternal. How can you ever end the relationship? We're one with each other. It's not possible. It's only a fantasy to think you can end the relationship. It's meaningless to try to end a relationship. But what you can do is you can give the holy, the relationship, the unholy relationship to the Holy Spirit for healing and then it will be transformed. And the form that it takes will be perfectly suited to you and you will be delighted with it exactly as it is, guaranteed. Over the years, I've talked with so many couples, parents, children, all kinds of people in all kinds of relationships who have done this work as I have done it. When we begin, there's such an aversion or such a craving that we think the only way that we can possibly be at peace and be grateful and happy for the relationship is if it is transformed in the way that we think it must be transformed. And giving up that attachment 
speeds the healing so much. But you see, people think, I can't give up my partner. My, They're the love of my life. They're not the love of your life. You are the love of your life. God is the love of your life. If they are the love of your life, it's a false idol. And the relationship cannot be made holy. It's just not possible. As long as they're a false idol, you cannot have a holy relationship. If you think that your happiness depends on them surviving, living, loving you, being with you, being in your life, uh, talking with you, being your romantic partner, whatever it is that you think that happiness requires, then it's a false idol and you are trying to make the relationship be what you think it should be and all you're going to do is experience your past grievances come back again and again and again. But if you say to the Holy Spirit, Highest and best in this relationship. Now, the highest and best for anyone is the highest and best for all because we're one with each other. There's no way that the highest and best for anyone could not be the highest and best for you. That would assume separation. So it requires faith. It requires trust. It requires willingness. The more willingness you have, the faster the healing will be. Your grievances don't make you happy and they don't make you whole. All they do is create more inflammation of the mind, inflammation of the emotional body, inflammation of the physical body. Give it to the Holy Spirit to do the heavy lifting. And every time you're trying to snatch it back from the Holy Spirit and think you know what it should be, every time you find yourself falling back into those codependent tendencies. Hand it back over. Oops, I realize I'm upset. I must have taken the relationship back. I like to use the metaphor of placing it on the altar. A Course in Miracles tells us that the altar is in our heart. And, of course, and just a few weeks ago, I forget which episode of this um, broadcast but I uh, was reading a section where it talked about the altar is so crowded with your grievances that your prayers cannot be answered because your prayers are to make your grievances be met rather than released. So if you think that the only way your grievance can be healed is through something like vengeance or codependency, other people doing anything, you've lost your mind. And you'll never experience happiness. This is exactly why uh, Course in Miracles tells us right off the bat, you're never upset for the reason you think. Never. Never. Never upset for the reason you think. Never! We're only upset because we're reviewing the past and we're energizing it, making it seem real. We're distracting ourselves with it instead of living our life purpose 
to be the perfect givers and receivers of love is our life purpose. We can't live our life purpose. We can't be open and receptive to abundance, to joy, to freedom, to peace, to clarity, to creativity, to healing on the mental, physical, and emotional levels while entertaining our grievances, while fantasizing. Can't do it. Now, I love this here. So don't try to break off the unholy relationship. Just give it to the Holy Spirit. We don't know what's best. So why pretend that we do? It's only the ego that thinks it knows what's best. Highest and best, highest and best, highest and best. I do not know what that is, but I'd like to, because I'd like to choose it with my whole heart. This is what I say. So I love this paragraph four here. Listen to this. Time is indeed unkind to the unholy relationship. For time is cruel in the ego's hands, as it is kind when used for gentleness. So do you ever have that feeling that, oh, it's just happening again and again. Same arguments, same grievances, same time is cruel in the ego's hands as it is kind when used for gentleness. So, for instance, I was just sharing yesterday in an email that um, Sarah in my Masterful Living class, she's like, I I can't believe how much is changing in just a few weeks in Masterful Living. This is amazing. Time is kind when used for gentleness. That's what Sarah is doing. It says, the attraction of the unholy relationship begins to fade and to be questioned almost at once. Hallelujah! Once it is formed, doubt must enter in because its purpose is impossible. This is one of those kind of cryptic parts, the way he writes sometimes. So, once the unholy relationship is formed... Doubt must enter in because its purpose is impossible. So what is the purpose of the unholy relationship? Is to try to make you whole. To fill you up. To complete you. You complete me. Right, Jerry Maguire, you complete me. No. We're already complete. We're already complete. If we're looking for someone else to complete us, we have forgotten that we're all, we're already complete. Let us remember, I am the love of my life. And when you recognize you're the love of your life, you can share that with everyone, and people will be so attracted to you. It's really true. Who, who, who among us does not wish to be in, who among us who has any amount of self Esteem does not wish to be in a relationship with someone who loves themselves. Yes, we're so drawn to the light. If you love yourself, you will draw so many unto you. As Jesus said, as I be lifted up, I draw all unto me. So once the unholy relationship is formed... Doubt must enter in because its purpose is impossible. We start to feel threat. What if they leave me? What if they find out something that they don't like about me? What if I'm not enough? What if they see me naked and they're repulsed? (gasps) Right? The ideal of the unholy relationship thus becomes one in which the reality of the other does not enter at all to spoil the dream, the fantasy, 
And the less the other really brings to the relationship, the better it becomes. That's the fantasy. That's the delusion. Thus, the attempted union becomes a way of excluding even the one with whom the union was sought. So here we are in this special relationship and thinking, oh, you complete me. You're the answer to everything. You're my shelter in the storm. Well, all that does is validate that there is a storm and you're giving this other person the power. They do not wish to have that power unless they're controlling and manipulative. And if they are, then they're going to use it against you. And because like attracts like, you're probably already using it against them. So it says the attempted union, the attempted having connection becomes a way of excluding even the person you're in the relationship with. How crazy is that? It says, for it was formed to get him out of it and to join with fantasies in uninterrupted bliss. That's the fantasy of the special relationship. How can the Holy Spirit bring his interpretation of the body as a means of communication into relationships whose only purpose is separation from reality? What forgiveness is enables the Holy Spirit to do so. So this is our Valentine's Day gift to ourselves, inviting the Holy Relationship. The Holy Spirit will make it so. And if you're willing to claim the highest and best in every moment, stop thinking what you, thinking that you know what should be and holding on to the grievances. So let's say a prayer about that and close it out right here, right now. Taking this breath of love and gratitude, so grateful and thankful to say yes to the unlimited, unprecedented love that we already are. Saying yes to the holy relationship and the Holy Spirit making all of our relationships holy. We are grateful and thankful to receive the holy relationship. In gratitude, we let it be. We share the benefits with everyone and we let it be. And just as I'm finishing here, taking this breath, I'm wishing you a happy Valentine's Day. May it be a beautiful experience of loving yourself free. And remember, if you value this radio show, please, won't you consider supporting us by making an offering? You can do that at Unity Online or at powerofloveministry.net or jenniferhadley.com. Your donations are what fund this broadcast, so thank you very much, and God bless you.